Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the last episode in our Body Image series. Um, we're just so excited and proud of this series. It has been so well received by y'all, and um, I really hope it has helped you on your own journey to just um, a healthy relationship with health and well-being and stewarding your body well. So because of that, we're interviewing Amber Solace today. And I think that is the first time I've ever said your name right on the first try. So snaps for me. <laughs> Yay, you nailed it. <laughs> um, but we kind of wanted to go, the trajectory of this has been that we talked about body image stuff and kind of the whole idea of like diet culture and like what has influenced our images of ourselves. And then we went into like what, it, what should that look like from like a healthy mental health, biblical counselor perspective. And now mm-hmm. we kind of want to talk about what do we do now? We have all this information. We know that our culture screwed up, but we also know that like we're supposed to take care of ourselves. So how mm-hmm. do we do that in a way that is healthy? So Amber, we have invited you on because we trust you with this topic. So would you um, introduce yourself to our listeners? You've been on before. You may remember Amber. Yeah. Um, our four keeps of mothering series. You're half of the mom wants more podcast. So she's been on before, but tell us again who you are briefly. Yeah. Hi. So I'm so glad to be back with y'all. The Rebecca's you guys are so much fun. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) yes, I am a wife. I am a mom. Um, I live in the Pacific Northwest up here in Oregon. I'm a podcaster with my co-host Alana over at the mom wants more podcast. We talk all about um, just uncovering and pursuing your passions in the middle of motherhood. Um, I'm a writer. Uh, I'm working on my first book proposal. I mean, I've perpetually been working on it. I was going like to say, two we, years. I, I feel like that's been an ongoing thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to be finished. But anyway. <laughs> um, And I'm also an online wellness coach. Um, I've had a lot of struggles in my own just health and fitness journey. It's been a real pain point for me in the past. And in the last few years, I feel like I've finally, not like I've arrived or whatever. I mean, I feel like this is just something that is constantly in flux and it's constantly mm-hmm. changing throughout our life. So it's not like I never struggle in this arena, <laughs> but I do feel like I've been able to find some sense of peace and freedom where there used to be a lot of shame and overwhelm and confusion. And so I love to help other women now come home to themselves and find peace and freedom and feel good in their bodies. I love it. And I think you do a good job at that. And I also uh, personally listen to your podcast. So if you guys enjoy um, Woven, you, I think, will enjoy Mom Wants More. I agree. But you take more of like a creativity angle and just really encourage people to pursue creativity and motherhood. And I think that's just so needed and good. And I love what y'all are doing. So thank you. Yeah. Big fans over here on the East Coast. (laughs) I like how you made the East Coast real Southeast Coast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what like your trajectory with health has looked like over the course of your life and kind of where you're at now. Yeah. um, I, for a long time, I was sort of a naturally lean person. I had, you know, I was, I had a favorable metabolism, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, But it really fostered a lot of not healthy and not great habits. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was able to, I guess, quote unquote, get away with that for a long time. But Um, you know, 
I'm getting closer to 40 now. My metabolism has slowed down quite a bit. Had a couple of babies, gained a lot, a lot, a lot of weight with my babies, Mm -hmm. which was fine. I was big and round and happy and jolly. And, um, (laughs) but really after, after having my second son, so it was about 10 years ago, it was the first time that I really started to struggle to feel good in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I had put on a lot of weight. I had had to have an emergency C-section. And I remember a moment like standing in my bathroom mirror a couple of weeks after I'd had my son and just kind of having this like come to Jesus moment, like just crying hot tears and surveying the damage and, you know, the National Geographic boobs and the stretch marks and (laughs) my C-section scar looked like a Nike swoosh. And it's the first moment that I can kind of trace back to of like, really rejecting the body that I live in. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until then how much of my identity had been wrapped up in the way that I look. Um, And so from then on, I kind of fell into a cycle for probably about seven or eight years of, you know, I would work really hard. I would kind of go extreme. I mean, I've tried every diet out there, every type of workout program out there. I know how to get results. I would lose the weight. And then I would just kind of be like, okay, now I can go back to normal. Mm -hmm. But my normal, my baseline was not healthy habits. Right. Um, And so I just fell into this kind of yo-yo cycle of gaining and losing weight like it was my job or something, but nobody was paying me for it. And every time... (laughs) You were paying for it, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was paying for it with, you know, really every time I would put the weight back on plus some, it just chipped away at my confidence and it chipped away at my trust in my own self. And really my relationship with my body became unhealthy and I was never able to maintain it because I never stopped to address the underlying narrative that I was operating from. And I I think that that's like the first step really, if we're going to get kind of practical about like, where is this middle place of Mm -hmm. feeling good in our bodies, but also treating it well, because I feel like there's almost like, maybe two kind of extreme voices in the health and fitness world right now. And on one end is like what's been what we've been hearing for hundreds of years, which is like, you know, women need to be thin and they need to be small and they need to be fit and pretty and whatever. And I mean, that obviously I don't agree with. I don't think that as women, we owe the world any specific version of our body. Like we just don't. Thank you. Yes, that's true. But we do owe it to ourselves, Mm -hmm. I think, to feel at home in them and to feel good. And I think that's going to look different for all of us. So there's that extreme, but then there's also kind of this other camp, which I, which I do. And I don't agree with is like, you know, screw the pressure of the world and do what you want. You don't need to exercise and your body is normal and none of it matters. Like you don't need to worry about it. And I think that there's a lot of positive stuff in there, Mm -hmm. but there's also like this middle ground of like, I think that we can, love the body that we live in as it is, regardless of size, and we can honor it while also learning how to care for it. Yeah. Um, And again, I don't think that that needs to be some rigid set of diet or workout or whatever. It's just what do you need to do to feel good in your body? Do you know how do you need to move it? How do you need to eat? So um, for me, the first step was I realized like I cannot It was taking up so much of my mental and emotional real estate, like worrying and stressing and agonizing over what state my body was in. Mm -hmm. I just was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to find freedom. Um, And so I knew something had to give and it had to start with my mindset because really the story that I had been telling myself about myself 
was, you know, I'm a quitter and, oh, I can't follow through. And, oh, I don't, I always had kind of like a helpless mentality around my health uh and fitness. Like, help me. I'm poor. Like, tell me what to do. (laughs) Put me on a program and I'll be a robot. And I could do that for a while, but I was never doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it wasn't until I decided to take ownership of this area of my life and be like, what do I want this to look and feel like? Not for anybody else, but just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a real difference there, like between ownership and identity. I think yeah. for a long time, I was finding my identity and how I looked partly, not entirely. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, not a healthy thing. But taking ownership is not only healthy, it's like a necessary step of realizing like, nobody can do this work for me, not even my mama. (laughs) Like, I need to figure out how do I want this part of my life to feel and I just realized like, for me, it needed to not be about a goal weight or a, a product of like a finished product of my body. It had to be about like the process. I just want to be a person who takes care of myself. I want to be a person who exercises somewhat regularly. I mean, there's seasons of life where I don't, you know, but I want to be a person who eats um, intentionally. And like, I enjoy the foods that I love. Like I don't, I work really hard to not view foods as good or bad or whatever. It's just food is food, you know? So it's been interesting. Like once I changed my mindset and this is going to sound super wooey, but I really believe that when we get our heads kind of in the right place, our bodies will follow. Like our, your body is your ally. It is Mm -hmm. not your enemy. Your body is not out to get you. It's not trying to betray you. (laughs) Like our bodies are with us for life and they're going to constantly be changing. And so if we can stop and just focus on making that relationship a positive one, I think it's going to serve us really well. Yeah. So for the last couple of years, you know, I do, I have started, you know, working out as a regular part of my life, not because I'm trying to get to a goal, but because I just, I've realized that it's something that I need. It helps stabilize my mood. It helps me feel better. Like it helps my anxiety, all these things. Um, And so I've finally been able to find kind of like this, this happy place of, It's not about, you know, being a size four. Mm -hmm. It's about being somebody who feels good in my body. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about viewing your body as an ally instead of it betraying you. I feel like uh, we have a very similar story in that most of my life, like weight hasn't ever been an issue and never really fluctuated. I I think I pretty much wore the same size clothes from like high school until like five years ago. So like Mm -hmm. I never, I never really struggled until, you know, I'm 40. <laughs> so in the past couple of years, I've had some health issues and, um, and, and then just like normal aging stuff. So a little bit of health issues, a little bit of aging stuff. And my first thought is my body's rejected me. Like mm-hmm. it's betraying right. me. Like mm-hmm. it is not doing its job properly instead of viewing it as, okay, body's age and change, but it's still my ally. Like, I think that is a mm-hmm. huge mind shift of, of viewing your body that way. I mean, my body's had two babies. My body's mm-hmm. made it this far. My body has mostly stayed pretty healthy. Like there's been so many, my body's strong. I'm able to do a lot of things with my body. Like seeing that as in that way versus like, oh, I turned 40 and now my body is like saying, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's you know. not piecing out on you. Yeah, I was going to say flipping the metal finger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, like, when we lose the ability to trust our bodies and to trust our own selves, yes. I think that's when we kind of get on shaky ground and we mm-hmm. want to, like, reach for extreme behaviors or mindsets and it's so funny because it's like when we take all of the extremes or the rules or whatever out of the picture and when we really quiet down enough all those voices those maybe two extreme voices that we Mm -hmm. like maybe feel like one's on each shoulder you know like (laughs) but when we can tune out those voices and really listen to our own body it it's so funny because it's like your body might surprise you with what it wants. It might want some veggies sometimes. It might want a glass of wine too, and that's okay. <laughs> but like, you know, it's funny, like your body is for you. It wants to protect you. It wants you to live a long, healthy life. And so when we can, you know, and I hate to sound super like, just listen to your body, like, but it, it's going to look different for each of us. So it's not yes. like there's some formula that you can follow. But I think if we can just stop and really be intentional about, you know, our mindset, about figuring out what your body needs. Maybe the way that your body needs to move is gentle, like a walk or yoga, or maybe that feels weird to you. And that's like too much rolling around on the ground and you want to like show up and sweat and work hard or go for a run. Or maybe it needs to not even be about the exercise at all. And maybe it's something that you just do for fun, like swimming or hiking or playing basketball with your kids or whatever. Like it's important to know yourself and Mm -hmm. figure out what works for you because this work is hard enough already. And if we can find the path of least resistance for ourselves, it's going to put a, it's going to set us ahead a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot quicker, you know, well, yeah, we don't have to make ourselves miserable in the process. Yeah. I think for I, exercise is my struggle. Like I can, I, I feel like I eat pretty well or I shouldn't even say that, but like, I'm pretty in tune with you. I feel like I, you're, you eat well. Yeah. I'm yeah. like an intuitive. I don't mean like I eat healthy in quotes. I just mean like, I feel like I'm pretty in tune with myself with that, but my yeah. struggle is exercise. I'm just really rebellious. And if somebody tells me to do something three times a week, I'm like, there comes my middle finger. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to. Um, but so for me, I, I just like what you said about path of least resistance. Cause I had it in my head, like you know, you go, you kind of want a formula with this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to get on the treadmill. Well, I already don't mm-hmm. love my treadmill and I sure as heck am not a morning person. And so it was just every day I would wake up and I would feel like I had failed. And then finally I realized like, I need to work out in like the mid to late afternoon, like for me mm-hmm. and like my stage of life and like my family, that's just what works. Um, it's kind of an awkward time to work out because then you still have like nighttime and it's like kind of weird, but it just works for me. And that's when I don't mind it. And so I had to, but mm-hmm. it was so funny how I had this like ironclad rule in my head that working out has to be in the morning because it's Mm -hmm. the most efficient because then you shower and then you're like good to go. And so Mm -hmm. I had to really, but I love what you said about path of least resistance. And for me also, that's been adding healthy things versus trying to take them out. Mm -hmm. That's just another mind shift. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that because when, when we obsess about what we can't do or can't have, it becomes all we can think about and all we want. And that rebellious side of us wants to be like, forget that. Yeah. But when we just focus on like nourishing our bodies or like adding good things in, it's that immediately just takes up more space and there's less attention to, oh, I can't have this or that. It's like, well, what does my body need today? Like, what does it want? Like, maybe I need some protein in there. Maybe I need some veggies. Let's throw in some (laughs) carbs, maybe a double portion of that if you're me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, you know, and 
if you're the type of person who's a morning person, cool, get up, get it, get it knocked out in the quiet of the day before you can get interrupted. Or maybe you're a mom of like little kids and it's that nap time is like, that's your window. Um, or maybe it's late at night. Like you're allowed, you get to choose how this is going to fit in your life. And the important thing is that you do it in a way that's sustainable because we got to find a way to enjoy the process because the process is our actual lives. And if we're just trying to like beat our bodies into submission or make ourselves miserable or do something that we hate just because we feel like it's going to get us where we need to go, it's, it's not only going to make us miserable, but it's not going to last. It's not mm-hmm. going to be sustainable. And the one day in our heads is probably not going to come or it would have come by now. Whatever the one day in your head is where you're like, one day when I'm done with this crazy workout and I weigh this number or I'm this size or I fit in this bathing suit or like what? It's like, if it, like, I feel like I'm fortunate in that I've had my one day moment and it didn't right. change anything. And I've been able to experience that and say like, okay, like I hit my goal weight, which is such a dumb phrase anyway, but like, I've been that. And guess what? I was still pretty screwed up because you're right. It was all about my mindset. And I mm-hmm. did, you know, and it, I'm, I'm really glad I had that experience because I think it showed me in a way that it wasn't about that, but I think I had mm-hmm. to experience it. So I just want to say to you, like, if anyone, wherever you are on your journey, if you've listened to this whole series and you're like, this is a quack or you're like, no, like I need to drink like these things and these supplements I need to do. If whatever your spectrum is or wherever you are on the spectrum right now, trust the process. Cause I feel like I definitely had to go from extreme dieting. And then I had to have a period of rebellion where I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to just eat crap because I just mm-hmm. need to be able to do that. And then if you, but I feel like if you trust the process, you will eventually come to equilibrium. Mm-hmm. If you're really intentionally engaging it, for your own good and you're not doing it out of like a negative motivation. Yes. A thousand percent. And I love what you said about being at our goal. I've been at my goal weight so many more times than I've cared to count. Yeah. And it doesn't, it wasn't satisfying and I wasn't able to maintain. It was like, Oh, there's my goal weight. And there it goes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually happier in my body when I've like weighed more than I did at my quote unquote goal weight. And so it's all relative. Mm -hmm. And like your body is not a project that you need to fix. It's just your body. It's the vehicle that you show up in the world and move through your day and your relationships. And it's going to constantly be changing. You could hit your goal weight and then guess what? It's probably not gonna stay I mean I could fluctuate five pounds in a week you know I don't know I don't focus on the weight anymore but it's interesting too like when we start to trust our bodies if we really listen like our bodies will give us cues if something is amiss if something needs attention if something needs to be changed I mean in this process these last couple of years of changing my mindset and starting to take ownership part of that has been losing weight um but that hasn't been the goal. But like when I started out, I mean, I sat down, I just was kind of like hit a low point. I just was Mm -hmm. feeling desperate. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling panicked that I would never get a handle on this part of my life. And I remember just sitting down and kind of writing out just for myself, all the things I was feeling in my body. I was, my gut health was way out of whack. I was starting to suffer from anxiety. I was starting to have problems sleeping. I mean, even just on a physical level, like my thighs were rubbing together to the point that it like chafed and blistered. And like, I'm not saying you need to have thin thighs, but like 
my body was telling me like, this is uncomfortable. This like, I wasn't meant to carry this weight. And so I feel like it's almost like metaphorical and literal, like we got to shed the bag. So I I try to tread really carefully there because it's like, I don't ever want to tell a woman she needs to make herself smaller or lose weight. Like that whole storyline is damaging and it's tired and it's exhausting and it's not helpful. But if you can listen to the cues that your body is giving you, maybe you're constantly having headaches or maybe you're constantly feeling phlegmy and maybe there's certain foods that your body doesn't like. Or if you're having trouble sleeping or if you're having aches and pains in certain areas, like listen to that. Like that's your body trying to say, hey, like let's work together. (laughs) Let's figure this out. Well, yeah. And I think like that's really the key. And we talked about this on one of the prior episodes in the series, but how the way you eat is a clue to how you're at, like how your life is. And I think the same with the way your body, like this isn't really about knowing your body for the sake of knowing your body. It's about knowing your body for the sake of coming home to yourself yes, and being able to just be in your life as the self that God made you to be. It's about being fully yourself. It's not really about like, well, I need to know my body so that I can be super in tune with it. It's like, no, that, that's, that can't be the goal. The goal is can right. I come home to myself and live fully Rebecca, fully Amber, fully this yes. person that God wants me to be. Yeah. yeah. And when we're not distracted by how we feel in our bodies, because it right. can be a massive distraction, mm-hmm. we can show up more wholeheartedly to our mothering, to our relationships, so to our marriage, to our creative work, you name it. Like I, there's not an area of my life that this has not affected. Yeah. You know, because we we live in our bodies. That's where we live. That's true. (laughs) And I can't think of it. I mean, not to get too woo-woo and weird, but like, what does the enemy want more for all of us than to be distracted from what matters? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and whether that's you're distracted because you're neglecting your body and your body's trying to tell you stuff and you're distracted by that, or if you're so distracted because you're trying to micromanage like your protein grams and you're missing your whole life, like either way, you're missing it. Mm -hmm. So. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we have to find a way to get in the middle and we all waffle. Yeah. And we all eat waffles. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And I think when we can start to do this work and it is hard work um, and it's unique to each of us because, you know, it's just, it's in a very emotionally charged and very personal and private thing, like how our relationship with our bodies. But when we can approach it from a place of like love and positivity and even like empowerment and enjoyment, Mm -hmm. it takes out a lot of the shame and it takes out a lot of the overwhelm and the confusion and like even like it, it crowds out. We don't need deprivation. We don't need all these things. It's like when we can come at it from an angle of like, okay, body, (laughs) what, what can I do for you today? How, Mm -hmm. you know, and again, that sounds wooey and whatever, but it really like, it shifts the whole process and it makes it enjoyable and it makes it and it's also empowering. like it's a pra- it's something we have to practice it's not like oh I'm just gonna flip this switch and now my p- mindset is positive and now I just take ownership and it- no I mean it's gonna take practice I for the yeah. last two and a half three years I mean I feel like I've been in a great place and I've been able to maintain this sort of like healthier mindset and healthier lifestyle but there is an ebb and a flow and there are weeks when I struggle and there are weeks when I feel those old mindsets creeping mm-hmm. in of panic of like, you know, I injured my back and I couldn't work out for a few months. And I, I remember being like, Oh oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to cycle again. I'm going to gain it all. And it's like, no, because I'm learning to trust myself. And I'm learning that just because I've participated in this narrative for 35, whatever years, I don't, I can get off the ride and go in a new direction. I don't have to keep 
yes. choosing to stay on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and a lot of times, like full circle, the physical action of doing something will lead your emotional and your mental stuff. So sometimes mm-hmm. if you can physically move despite feeling like you don't want to or whatever, you're, you're also leading yourself mentally to where you want to go. Yeah. Like you're leading by your values. And that's where there's like a fine line that I think is personal to each of us, because yes, we want to approach this from a place of love and with positivity and without pressure or rules or whatever. But it's also like, there's a point at which you're just going to have to show up for yourself, even mm-hmm. if you don't feel like it, even when it's not fun. I find that motivation comes after the action. Me too. (laughs) I always have to start the action, whether it's a workout or whether it's a meditation or whether it's whatever that I'm doing for my health and my wellness. A lot of times I don't feel like doing it. Right. I'd rather be watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. But once we start doing the action, then those good feelings follow and those endorphins and all of that. And then it propels us forward. Exactly. You get the momentum. Yeah. I mean, don't wait for a convenient time because that may never come, you know? I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Amber. Tell us a little bit. Um, I know you guys are doing an upcoming series on this on your podcast. Tell us a little about that and just whatever else you want to talk about real quick before we close out. Yeah, we are going to be exploring just this whole kind of concept of body kindness and body love and all that good stuff in April over on the Mom Wants More podcast. So we would love for you to come listen. And um, you can just find me if you want to connect with me. I'm, I love Instagram. I hang out there at Amber Solace, which is... S-A-L-H-U-S, which is weird, my weird last name. It's all in the show notes, so don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I also have an account, separate Instagram account, just for all this health and wellness stuff where I can talk about that. And that account is fittish and free. So it's F-I-T-I-S-H and free. Um, Because, you know, fitness is part of it, but really it's more about the freedom for me. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Amber, so much. Thank you, Rebecca's. Oh, Amber's the best. I'm so glad she came on. Um, so as we're kind of wrapping up this series, I wanted to talk about just our final thought. I mean, obviously, we're probably going to do another series. This is like one of the most popular things we ever talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll probably um, rehash it again at a future date. But I think for me, the thing that I keep coming back to is stewardship. This is really our body is a gift to us from God. And we're to steward it. Yeah. And if I can look at it from that point of view, I am a lot better off than if I look at it as I'm trying to make it into something else or, you know, I I just, I have to steward it well. And like, we did a whole series on stewardship um, almost two years ago, which is crazy. But, um, and I think our takeaway at the end of that series is similar to my takeaway now. And it is, what can I do with what I have where I am? Yeah. You know, and knowing that the small things I do that seem small, because I mean, we're surrounded by extremes. Like there are whole, there are millions of people who make careers telling you how many pushups to do and grams of protein to eat and like, fine, but we're all different. And so what can I do realistically where I am in my life right now with the body I have and the time I have and the money I have, and how can I take care of it? It's not about changing yeah. it. It's about loving it and caring for it well. So I think for me, that is the mind the mindset I try to get into because, you know, I either am completely led by my feelings, like Amber said in our interview, and I just don't want to do anything or I'm like waiting for motivation or I kind of can get into that. Like I can make like lists and rules and sort of like try to follow a really rigid uh, thing. And neither of those work. And I mean, I guess this is a metaphor for life. It's finding a way to just be in the middle and live. But yeah. um, So for me, it has to come back to stewardship. I think Um, I think I, 
I have two takeaways. Um, I would say one of my takeaways, which I just said when we were talking to Amber, was not viewing my body as the enemy. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I just think as my body, because I mean, your body is getting older and it's changing. So I equate that into to its failing mm-hmm. instead of viewing it as it's just changing and you have to do things differently yeah. um, and you have to listen to it differently. Uh, it doesn't mean it's rejecting me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's one of my takeaways is viewing it that way. And then also um, not not feeling like I need to be all or nothing. Yeah. So, so um, you know, I was an athlete for a long time and then I always ran as my way of exercise and my way to keep the weight off, if you will, was to run mm-hmm. and lift weights. Um, and then my body has changed and I have joint issues and my orthopedic surgeon was pretty much like, um, we're going to have to rebuild you if you don't stop running long distances. Mm-hmm. And so my, I, I swung the other direction of like, well, if I can't run, then I guess I'm not exercising. Yeah. Um, and then obviously that's not the case either. Or I thought, well, if I don't run, then I won't have the body that I want, or I won't be as strong as I want. And what I've learned um, and coming back into balance in the middle, like you said, is that like there are other ways that my body can be strong. And there's other things that I can do to, to for my body to be happy mm-hmm. um, and for my body to be healthy. Like movement is important. Like I got really depressed when I wasn't moving because it's a, it's a stress reliever for me. Oh, yeah, me too. So sure. what can I do to move that's a stress reliever that is healthy for my body that's not running and still see that as equating as they're both good things. Yeah. Um, and then the whole, like, what we were talking about with this, maybe I took away three things. The whole thing we were talking about with Amber about um, about adding things instead of taking them away. Yeah. So I, I think I do that and don't even realize it because this is not a real struggle of mine. But I do catch myself saying, well, I need to stop eating so many Cheez-Its. <laughs> or I need to stop eating so many chips instead of saying I need to eat some more fruit because it yeah. really does make me feel better when I do uh-huh. um, versus taking away mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. adding something. Um, and I, I think that's the same thing with like watching Netflix instead of exercising. Why am I not exercising? Yesterday, I was like, I need like 30 minutes of like movement, but because of uh, some, you know, something that happened last week, uh, a procedure that I had, I can't do a lot of exercise right now, but I needed to move. Mm -hmm. But I really just wanted to be lazy and watch Netflix. I'm like, why don't I get on the treadmill and watch Netflix? You know, so like not taking Netflix away, but I'm also adding some movement. So I think it's, I think it's really important to, and those are all like super simple and everybody on the other side of this microphone is like, duh. No, but I think that's, (laughs) but like, I think that, like those are the mindset changes for me well I think what is good about it is you like I don't know if you looked at it this way but I look at it this way where it's like well if I'm gonna be exercising that's like not allowed to be fun because it's like work yes but if you can make it fun make it fun like Amber was saying path of least resistance like if it'll get you on the treadmill and you can still watch your show like do it I think same thing with hanging out with friends like we could go um have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine which I'm not saying you shouldn't do. I shouldn't take that away. But sometimes I could go for a walk with a friend. I love going for a walk yeah, with a friend or getting on the elliptical with a friend and talking while we're on it. Like that. And then you like knocking out two birds with one stone, Yeah, you know? So I think it comes back to, to like, just how are you showing up for yourself? Cause it's yeah. like, I think about that. I guess like when I think about with my kids and how I show up for them, like I wouldn't let my kids watch TV for three hours and not make them get up and like, yeah. Do like go play outside or do something, you know? 
Um, but I do that to myself and I wouldn't not make sure that my kids had food in the house and that I had some idea of like three, like simple throw together meals that were somewhat healthy that I could, you know, in a pinch, like we're prepared in those ways for our kids, but not for ourselves or I'm not like, I really struggle with that. So for me, it's like, how can I show up for myself? Like, how can I like parent myself, you know, in a way that would be, you know, there's a guarantee that I will eat at least three times a day. I will get hungry. And yet I'm always surprised by it. And I'm always like, well, I must find food now. And it's like, why can't I be prepared? Yeah. Yeah, It's like, just be prepared and show up for yourself. You know, like, how am I going to show up today? And if it's like, if I look at it that way, like what, what can I do instead of like, what should I be doing? Like, what can I do right now? It's just more empowering. I agree. So if you go to Panera and you get the apple instead of the chips, Good for you. Yeah. But I'm probably going to eat chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the baguette. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, it really, I, we've gotten a lot of like really good um, yeah. feedback on this. So we know this is an important topic to all of our listeners. So thank you for sticking Thanks for listening. listening. Yeah. And let us know um, how you... I mean, we're probably going to do this periodically. So if there's another like area we haven't covered or just something that you're curious about, shoot us an email, um, fullywoven at gmail.com. Otherwise, have a good one. Bye, And next week, we're going to dive into a friendship series. Yes. So tune in. Okay, bye. Bye. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Peet, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com, where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. (laughs)